Thanks so much for listening to the Live One Radio podcast. I'm Rick Daniels. We've recently been approved to be on TuneIn Radio. Just search Live One Radio podcast to take a quick listen. And we're also on iTunes and Google Play. Now, on today's podcast, I've got up-and-coming country singer Stephanie Quayle. She hails from Montana. We talk about her childhood, a little bit about Dolly Parton, and a lot about her music and why she loves country music. It's Stephanie Quayle right now on the Live One Radio podcast. Live One Radio. Okay, on the podcast, I've got Stephanie Quayle. Hello. I like the slow clap. <laughs> well, I am a little slow. I've been known. <laughs> people have told me that often. Very... But uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Stephanie Quayle is on the Live One Radio podcast. Stephanie, it's so nice to finally speak to you. I think I've missed you a couple of times here and there, different places I've been. Right. And, I know, um, but we're here now. We're, we're, we're Twitter friends, which is kind of nice. I love that. Yeah. Well, you're active on Twitter. I love it. Yes, uh, uh, I have no life, so <laughs> I'm either on the radio or I talk on Twitter, uh, so yeah, but uh, you're also very active on Twitter. What I love about uh, some of the things you tweet about is uh, you, you call your followers flock of quails, right? Yes, the flock of quail. <laughs> now, is that an actual bird, or is that just something you made up? Well, so my last name is Q-U-A-Y-L-E. So when we were trying to, like, you know, figure out what do we call all of us, you know? And uh, and, and Carly, you actually spoke to earlier, the, the VP of the label. She's like, well, what about Flock of Quail? And we're all like, right. man, that's kind of fun. Yeah. And uh, so we gave it to the fans and we said, okay, guys, what do you think of this? And it's just kind of, it, it took off like wildfire. And it's been really fun to see how the flock is growing and how we've kind of taken ownership on our with our flock on. And uh, it's really cool. So, you know, quail, the bird, they grouped our cult, a covey. Uh, it just doesn't rhyme with much, Rick. So- it's, a, it's a what now? It's a covey? A covey, yes. I learned this also through fantastic social media you know they're like no you're not a flock you're a covey I'm like well this quail's a flock i'm 36 how do i not know this how do i not know this <laughs> i i'm i'm glad i could bring something new to your world uh, that happened the public school system has failed me greatly now thanks thanks for uh thanks for that no i'm just kidding now uh but, but now you know so now you can teach the world so for those who don't know who Stephanie <laughs> Quayle is, there is a big movement in country music right now. A lot of females are kind of banding together. The girls are getting together, and uh, it's, it's, it's no secret that the format is male-dominated, but there's a lot of great up-and-coming female artists like yourself. And uh, tell me about what that's been like the last couple of years for you. Well, you know, I... I I never paid as much attention as I have since, you know, the really kind of like tomato gate happened, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I just was all about making music and, 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 you know, obviously you listen to the radio and you can hear the, you can hear what's going on. But uh, I think what was really kind of great over the last couple of years is everyone started talking about it. And as everyone started talking about it, you start, you know, start paying more attention. You're like, wait a minute, you know, where, where are the ladies? And uh, for me, it's been really incredible to not only have that camaraderie within country music and uh, all, there are so many extraordinary females. It's, it's wild. Um, but it's been really 
incredible to have, you know, so much support. And, and I feel like, you know, from the fans to radio programmers to the list, I mean, everyone has really just, you know, pushed it to the forefront. And I've, I've absolutely benefited from that conversation because my music is getting heard. And I think that when you can, you know, when you get to hear the music, that's when it's, it's absolutely everything, you know, and uh, with uh, tour dates and everything, it's just uh, been building and growing exponentially, which is, you know, the best part. What I find shocking is I don't know how this became an issue. I mean, it is it is an issue. It is. But, you know, right. when I was coming up, I'm, I'm a you know, I, was, I always say I was born in the 80s. I'm a child of the 90s. So when I was growing up, I came up with my mom listening to Patty Loveless. Uh, right. Reba McIntyre, Shania Twain. Uh, I, I'm sure there are, in the early 90s, there was a plethora of female artists out oh, there. Absolutely. Is there yeah. anyone that stands out to you in that era? Well, you know, for me, too, it's like when I was listening to the radio, it's like I, I still do. But there were so many women. I never I never even knew about it from this standpoint, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, it was Winona, and you had Faith and Shania, and of course, my mom loved the Judds, so the Judds were always playing, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of women that I listened to growing up because of my mom. And, you know, from the old school, you know, you got your Dollies, your Loretta's, your Patsy's, your Tammy's, and then, you know, all the new stuff. So it was just so wide. I mean, Trisha Yearwood and Leanne Womack and just so many voices. And I think what's really cool about the females of country is there's so it, it, it's all about the uniqueness of their voice and such incredible personalities, you know? So you had such a wide array. And I think that I'm hoping and I'm hopeful that we're going to see that again. And we won't be surprised when we hear multiple females back to back. And we won't be surprised when, you know, we're, I was just looking at the ACM awards, you know, who's, who's nominated. We'll see more women. And, uh, I'm, I just think it's kind of an exciting time because I kind of feel the same. Like, man, it's just, it's just so much great music. Now, speaking of the current country music climate with females, you know, I'm not going to take away anything from the talent of some of these ladies. I'm not going to name names, right. but there are sure. some ladies who are from the city who have taken on right. country music and they do very well at it. But you're the sure. real deal. You're, <laughs> you grew up on a buffalo farm in Montana. Yeah, we. Yeah, it's it's legit. Too legit to quit. Um, so yeah, I like that throwback. Um, so uh, yeah, my my mom married. Uh, my parents broke up when I was three, and she remarried a veterinarian who had a farm. And so by my fourth birthday, I was a full blown farm kid. You know, uh, from the the, the uh, not so fun task of the chicken coop Ooh. to uh, being able to throw a halter on my horse and at any time I wanted to and just go right off into the fields. I mean, I had I had supervision as a child. Don't be alarmed. But uh, <laughs> I also had that freedom of farm life, and I think that there's nothing like that. And that really, uh, you know, that's when I learned about work ethic because it's uh, there's nothing. Thing. the farm doesn't really sleep you know no it gotta, doesn't you, it's it's um so it's incredible and yeah growing up with buffalo i mean it's just the wildest thing ever you know i would feed them you know out of my hand and had no idea that these are you know uh wild creatures and uh you should be aware of their you know strength i don't know if you remember in the late 80s and early 90s there was the farm crisis and so you know luckily my dad had a backup plan he had his teaching degree so he was the math teacher at the local high school. We had turkeys, we had llamas, we did corn and soybeans. 
And for there for wow. a while, farming was kind of second fiddle because the right. pr- you know the market was so bad. But I remember sure. as a kid, you know, if you wanted to go to the neighbor's house, you run through the cornfield. I mean, I'm not joking. I completely. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. Uh, my closest neighbor, um, which was really funny, my mom's best friend from like her life uh, and her daughter and I grew up together. So we would do that. And we had a little creek in between, you know, it was probably a half mile, maybe a mile away. But, you know, you'd pass by the teepee, say hello to the buffalo and go see your best friend. I mean, it's like, yeah. I can't make this up. This is real life. Yeah. Um, but I have a question for you about your llamas. Did they ever spit at you? Yes. They do, don't they? Still don't like them. Really? <laughs> it, yeah, my, some, my mom still has them. Drama? My mom really? still has them, yeah, yeah. How many uh, does she have? Uh, three. And she's got names for them. Don't ask me what they are because I don't try to remember them. Uh, (laughs) But she does, you know, she does the sheep shows and the llama shows still. It's more or less for that nowadays. It's kind of like a hobby for her. Uh, My dad's passed on, but she still does a little bit of farming. She has like uh, she does some gardening. She has a has an apple orchard that she does. Wow. Yeah. And that's real hard to do in Indiana where I'm from because we got some pretty pretty not as bad as montana but i mean there's some pretty hard winters there uh once in a while now this year it's been really warm so she's going to have probably a good a good crop there's plenty of moisture out there but uh so does she sell them like to the local farmers markets or does yeah what does she do with her apples that's cool yeah your mom is really cool yeah she's well she's something else that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) no she's a great woman uh so Tell me, you've told me a little about the farm life. Uh, what's it like to go from Montana to Nashville? Well, it's so interesting. I, I feel like I've gone from the barn to the barn. And in reference just to the, the scope of my life, you know, I, uh, I left Montana actually when I was 16. I went to Europe on an exchange program. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've been singing, Rick, since I was a teeny tiny. My mom says I came out of the womb singing. I think she's being a mom. But, I, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, sang in church and in choir, but I didn't realize that this could be my life until I went on this exchange program where there was a band who needed a singer. And so I, of course, you know, I'm, I'm not much of an introvert. I uh, told them I sing, and they said, hey, we'd love for you to audition. And it ended up being my after-school program. And so my junior year of high school, I'm singing in this band in Switzerland, and we're playing all these places. And uh, that is when I knew, when I got up on that stage and played with that band, that this would be my life. I didn't know how. And I wasn't, I, I don't know what you'd even call the style of music we were making. It was, um, it was a whole lot of genres. But uh, it was such an experience because there were no boundaries, there were no fences. So I was really able to start figuring out who I am and who my, you know, who, what, what's my voice about? What do I have to say? And so when I came back to Montana, I was just, you know, on fire for music. And I'm like, this is going to be, I just got to go. I just got to, you know, like, here I go. And so um, it's been really incredible to, you know, when I moved to Nashville now, it'll be, you know, just coming up just after six years now. To be able to come to Nashville as a full-time musician, songwriter, performer, entertainer, I was really able to just throw myself into songwriting and learning. I kind of threw everything I thought I knew out and said, okay, let's, let's from the ground up, like, here we go. And so it's really fun to kind of take minutes and look back and go, man, you know. You're here. You're in Nashville making music, which is incredible. Yeah. Uh, I still, it still takes my breath away. You know, uh, this morning I was reading 
the news and I, uh, I read something. I was like, man, that's, that could be a great song. And it just started. And I've got a songwriting session tomorrow. And how I, you know, how we're able to create these little moments, these little three and a half minute movies. That's what I love about country music is the stories, you know. You and I so, have uh, a you and I have a similar parallel. So uh, and I'll, I'll get to this point here in just a moment. But, you know, I started in radio when I was 15 and I knew from like the age of five, that's what I wanted to do. And it, that's wow. you and I have a rare blessing. Not a lot of people get that blessing. Um, right. But with with that being said, you know, I started off at, in country and then I went to top 40 in some other formats. And for me professionally, it took me quite a while to get comfortable in my own skin. Now, I think you know where I'm going with this. In your yeah. bio, it says the music has changed me and I have found what I believe to be my place in country music. I have never been more comfortable in my voice and skin as I am today. So tell me more about that. Well, I think that, I think that as an artist, you're always, you know, well, I'll I'll speak for myself. I think I've always been trying to figure out like my place in this world. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so with that, uh, I would say at the beginning of my career, I've really written from the standpoint of what what does the audience want to hear? You know, what what are they? What do they want to hear? Instead of going, okay, what do I want to write about? What do I have to say? What's my purpose in this song? And I think that as I've become more really honest with myself and with my fans from a writing standpoint, I'm more vulnerable in my music, and I'm willing to go all the corners. Does that make sense? That makes And I sense. think that I really stopped trying to be something that I thought people wanted and I just really committed to myself like, I don't need everybody to like me. I hope they do. But, but I want to be authentic and honest and make great music. And sometimes that's going to be as deep as a dog dish because sometimes you just need a jam where you don't have to think. Yeah. And other times it's going to be from the depths of my, you know, toes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> where it's just it's, so I think as a songwriter, I've really found uh, I'm, I'm I haven't written my number one yet, but I'm I'm striving for that with every song I write. That great music can also be hit music, yeah. uh, and then as a performer and artist, and you know I think through social media too, I just I just am me, and I I don't uh, you know there's a great quote you know um, be yourself, everyone else is taken. And uh, I just, you know, I've, I've really learned to dig myself in the sense that, like, you know, I'm cool with me and not everyone has to be. That's all right. But I'm going to be an authentic me so you know what you get when you show up. Isn't it funny how you hear people tell you that your whole life, be yourself, yeah. be yourself, <laughs> be authentic. And then mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense until it actually happens to you. Right, absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't make sense until it makes sense. And when it does, it's like the light bulb on steroids. Yeah, yeah, I agree with yeah. that. So yeah. let's talk about some of your music real quick. Now, um, I love Drinking with Dolly. We'll get to that in a moment. There's Thank one you. other song that I really like. I was checking it out, and uh, it's called Fall When You Fall. Ooh, you heard it. Yes. Really like that tune. Tell me more about Thank the inside you. story of that tune right there. Well, that's a... That's a penned by the one and only, you know, Laura McKenna. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. And uh, and by the way, listeners, she wrote Humble and Kind and several <laughs> other country hits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amazing. Uh, I When I heard the, you know, and I believe it was Laura singing, when I heard it, it just had this, um, 
well, it just had everything that I, you know, when you hear a song, you're like, man, I, well, the song where you're like, man, I wish I wrote that, you know, uh, it, it, love, it, there's a line in there, it's like, it is what it is, it does what it does. Um, <laughs> get what you give when you give what you got. It's, it's just kind of, when it comes to love, it's something that we all try to figure out, but it's kind of like what we said earlier, you know, there's no way around it. You can hate it, you can love it, you can love and hate it in moments. And I, I've really um, grown attached to understanding love in many forms. And that song is just, you know, it's, it's like good luck trying to uh, run away from love. It's like, yeah, you can put up a front, but eventually it's going to bite you. Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got my five kids. <laughs> exactly. You got bit a lot. <laughs> yeah. Got a lot of love in return, that's for sure. That's wonderful. Five kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, uh, that's I've got amazing. Four girls and a boy, so I'm in a lot of trouble. Uh, tell me, are the girls on each end? Who's the oldest? Girl, uh, boy. It was four girls in a row. The boy is the youngest. Oh, wow. He's going to be such a good man. He, he's getting there. You know, I, I'm I, I'm a little tougher on him than I am the girls. Uh, naturally, that's how fathers are. I think uh, so. You know, I make him open doors for his sisters and help him out of the car, and and he's real good about that. But at times, he doesn't like it. You know, because they're his sisters. Yeah, sure, but yeah. he'll understand women. I mean, I mean, just this kid's gonna <laughs> be like this kid's gonna run the world. He's a little sweetheart. Like, he really is. He's a little oh, sweetheart. How precious. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's awesome. So you're uh, not to get too personal, but you you yeah, recently sure. married. Been married what for a yeah. couple of years now? Tell me about that. How's it'll that going? Be, uh, yeah. It'll be two years in, in June. Uh, it's it's wonderful. I think that honestly, as as a, uh, I think that you know it's kind of fall when you fall. You know, when love hits, it, it hits you like a Mack truck. And uh, for a long time, I never thought that that would happen to me. You know, I think you know we we have relationships and they don't work out and they go south fast or they go south slow. And. Uh, and uh, it's just been really lovely. You know, I think the, the key for us is that we're, um, we're you know, it sounds goofy because everyone says it, but we're, like, he's my person, he's my best friend. And from the standpoint of writing from an honest place, you know, before writing about love, I was kind of a cynic. Well, no, I wasn't kind of a cynic. I was very much a cynic, so I felt like fraud. I felt like when I when I would sing about love, it's like, well, this doesn't happen. You know, this isn't this isn't real. So it's it's a beautiful place to be able to go. You know, to understand love songs now. Absolutely, I'm like, oh, I get it now. This is why people slow dance to this song. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So it's been really fun. But what's wild is that you know, talk about from the barn to the barn, uh, barn to the barn. He's a uh, he's in 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 the whole you know cattle farming deal too so it's like well here we go again (laughs) yeah back to the manure but uh it's all good if the shoe fits wear it right um wear it well (laughs) let's uh let's talk about drinking with dolly you know it's gotten some pretty good acclaim you've uh you've been on some uh, i saw you were on fox news and some other talk shows and uh tell me about how it's going well you know this song it goes back to uh I remember, I can I mean I can honestly take you right back to the very first time I heard this song in Matt McClure's studio and he put it through the speakers and it was the first line of the song sometimes I think I was born too late I was all in my eyes just started crying little arm hairs went straight up and I said 
this is a must, the world must hear this song. And it wasn't from the, I didn't know what I was saying at the time. Now looking back, it's pretty cool that the world is hearing the song. But I think it's such a beautiful tribute to the women of country music and simpler times. And, uh, and also those moments of, you kind of look back and nostalgia where you're just like, man, which is so easy, not meaning like simpler times were easy, but those moments that you reflect on those memories where it's just all perfect. Uh, so this, uh, this song just means the world to me. I mean, it truly has completely changed my life. And uh, being able to share it with so many and watch people line dance to it, watch people two-step to it, watch people sing along and take ownership in the message. You know, Rachel Proctor and Victoria Banks wrote this song and they... They're extraordinary songwriter artists in their own right. So to be able to represent their voice through mine and uh, to share it is, is um, it's unlike anything I've ever experienced. And on this uh, song, you got to collaborate with Matt McClure. He wrote, um, uh, you know, I don't, uh, I'm sorry. He wrote, uh, I Drive Your Truck by Lee Bryce. I mean, that's some uh, pretty big yeah, company he, he to be in. he produced that one, yeah. And he did Hard to Love for Lee, and he's just an incredible producer. And I think that what was cool about that first time that we met, and that in his studio was the second time us ever meeting. The first time he heard me play, I just he said, here, grab a guitar and just play a couple of your songs. And so I did, and that's what inspired him to do, uh, to put on Drinking with Dolly. So, you know, as, a, as an artist that didn't write that song, it's you think back to you know George Strait and Reba and these and other artists you know current artists Karen Wood and Randall Lambert and when you think about when an artist can make a song their own and that's powerful you know and it's it's really uh, it's it's fun to look at other artists that when you think that they wrote that song and then you learn that they didn't and what a gift to be able to give that to the world and make it their own you know and uh, there's so many of those and it's our songwriting community here is just you know mind-blowing so um, I'm, I'm really grateful that I got to uh, be able to share that song have you had a chance to uh, play this for Dolly yet okay oh my gosh so I have not met Dolly Parton yet, but Miss Dolly has heard the song, and she wrote me a letter, Rick. Mm. I, I I can't even make this up. She she um, wrote me a letter saying how much she um, loved and appreciated the song, and that she hopes that one day we'll get to celebrate together. And it's it's framed on my piano here in Nashville. I'm actually just in the room next to where I am right now, and it's a it. I walk by it every day, and I can't help but just feel the emotion of that because she's uh, I've been listening to her since I was a teeny tiny and to watch how she has you know she's everything she's a musician she's an artist she's a songwriter but she's such a voice of uh, positivity and I think that um, that's really what I strive for in my music and my 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 whole world is that people feel like no matter what if it's a sad song or if it's whichever way it goes that you feel something, but that the overall experience of when you go to a Stephanie Quayle show or what, anything to do that it's a positive experience. And I think that she exemplifies that in such an extraordinary way. I mean, I can, I could go on and on about how much I adore her. So when you finally meet her, are you going to go fangirl on her? You know, I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> I think that she's so gracious and, and just precious that she will um, probably say all the things perfectly like Dolly does, and I'll probably be a mess. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I think the main thing I want to is I just want to thank her because 
she continues to uh, strive for excellence and support so many people in so many ways. And um, that's really cool, and it's inspiring. And I think that uh, that's those are good shoes to follow and attempt to even you know slightly be a part of. So let's go down the list here. You've worked, uh, you've been on stage with, uh, let's see, Jared Neiman, Granger Smith, Lee Bryce, Jamie O'Neill. I I, I love Jamie O'Neill and John Party. Yeah, um, and then you've been in the Sundance Party. Film Festival, uh, CMA yeah, Music Festival. <laughs> yeah, we, we've been we've been working. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we've, been, uh, we've been working. What? Out of all those, what was your maybe your most favorite experience? Oh well, I think that um, that's wide. I have probably two two different. Um, from from an entertainer perspective, uh, I think the first time I was doing a performance, um, we were doing a fundraiser for St. Jude and uh, with one of the radio stations, and it was the first time that the audience sang back the words oh. to where it wasn't just my family. Yeah, how special <laughs> is like, that? Yeah. It was, I, I'm like, I completely messed up playing my guitar because I was counting. I was like, okay, that's not my mom, and that's not my dad, and that's not my brother, that's not my sister, that's not my niece. It, it was, I was really, in, it was shocking because it happened, and I wasn't, I just didn't expect it, and awesome. And that, from probably the artist side, was just mind-blowing. And, uh, it, you know, I... I I uh, have very high aspirations and um, goals of, you know, when Kenny Chesney is sending, you know, selling out stadiums of 120,000 people uh, and to imagine, you know, stadiums filled with people knowing every word because they want to, uh, because they love your music, that, that I, I wake up every day thinking about that. Uh, as a songwriter, the performance um, that blew my mind was uh, recently I was down in I did the Island Hopper Songwriter Festival down in Florida and I had written a few new songs and I played one of them and I was so nervous about new songs when you're when you're performing them in front of an audience you just you don't know if it's going to resonate or you know it's like are they going to like it are they going to hate it and it's so exposed you know you can't hide it with a drum loop or a banjo part it's just you and the guitar and here we go and uh so these are very new songs and this was probably the one of the bigger songwriter festivals i've ever played and i'm sitting next to even stevens okay like i love a rainy night so, I mean, this guy's like got hits up the yin-yang and it's the two of us on stage and uh, the audience stood up after uh, one of my songs and they, I was just like, they were, uh, they were standing for it and they were clapping for it and they, and they, it resonated with them. And that, that took my breath away as a songwriter. And I, and it's exciting to know that. I'm growing as a writer and that the songs are resonating and it's going to be really exciting to, to build out this new album and, and share that with the world. I'm sure that your flock of quails are listening right now. Any plans for 2017 <laughs> that you want to tell them about? Absolutely. So, uh, working on this new album, uh, thinking about a summer release, uh, we are and touring nationwide tour this summer which literally from the east coast to the west coast baby so you will not be able to avoid us congratulations <laughs> on that by the way isn't that cool yeah you know, we're so excited we have an amazing team of 
incredible people that are, are, are you know, the flock is extraordinary. Are you going to be coming through Boise anytime soon? I need to. When can I come visit? Anytime. You can come see me. Perfect. Yeah, well, Perfect. Uh, I'll, I'll get you on my local show. Uh, I'll get you on my local show here in uh, Boise at KQFC. I That'd be love fun. that. Yeah. Super fun. There'll be no llama drama. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just tell me real quick um, how folks, if they haven't discovered you yet, how they can find you and uh, what they can expect when they hear their music. Like what, what what's a summary that you would want to give them? Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm all over social media. So if you're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, we do Snapchat. Snapchat's super fun. Those filters are crazy great. Uh, our YouTube channel's got some really fun videos. And then stephaniequail.com for all tour dates and kind of up-to-date news on what's happening. Uh, I think uh, when it comes to my music, I said this years ago, I'm going to bring it back. It's like bang, boom, pow. You feel, I mean, we've got ups, we've got downs, we've got all kinds of emotion and, uh, you know, a wide array of my, my upbringing in these songs. So there's, there's definitely tradition in my voice because that's what uh, the influences very much come out of the sound of my voice. And, you know, sometimes people have tried to take the country out of my voice and that doesn't work for me. Uh, but there's also this modern side too. So I'm, I'm a blend. I'm, I'm blend. I feel like um, country music is starting to go back a little more traditional. Well, I think that, you know, I think that, I don't know if the, if the gates have just opened up to all or if it is going more traditional, but what I love is that that there's, there's, this, there's this surgence of good music. And so, you know, great music, if it's more of a pop tune or if it's more of a country tune, I think that, you know, a great song is a great song. You know, you add the kitchen sink or you take it all away, it'll test the, you know, test time. And I think that uh, I'm I'm writing some material and I'm finding material that I truly believe I'll be performing 50 years from now. So, you know, when I think of Drinking With Dolly, it to me will be my classic. Uh, when I think of a song I wrote years ago called Sophia, that's one that has, uh, it, it's still performed in shows. And so I think that, that voice is still the same voice, but uh, I think the songs are getting more depth within, you know, what I have to say. One thing I want to create some earworms, Rick. You know, ones that you're like, oh, I can't get that Stephanie Quayle song out of my head. <laughs> and uh driving me nuts. You know, uh, one thing I'd like to point out is, uh, you know, one thing I've noticed about the industry the last few years, besides uh, the, the gates being opened, is, you know, with with the way top forty has gone and some of the other genres, there is definitely a big void with true contemporary music, and country is the closest thing to that. I feel like I think they're starting yeah. to fill a really big hole. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's fun to hear stories coming back into you know the stories it's the stories that you know get us so enraptured in a song and you lose all you know track of what you're doing because it's so you know you're just immersed and i and i love a song when you know i wrote a song with lance carpenter called post it like the post-it note yeah and yeah. to to hear people say oh my gosh i do that or yes i've oh that's my i was you know to have that connection with songs i think is you know 
there's nothing better. And and country music's all about the details, you know. You can, I mean, there's there's so many little moments and songs that you, you you just you can visually see it, and that's what I love. One last question before we wrap yes, up: uh, Who are your favorite current country artists, and why? Ooh, well, Miranda's new album, mm. "The Way of These Wings." I was driving from Nashville to North Carolina. My my husband's from North Carolina, so I go back there quite a bit. And I listen to that album like over and over again. And I love when I have to put it on repeat. And she's she's had an extraordinary career and continues to. And I just I love to watch the the evolution of artists. I'm I'm a fan as anyone. And uh, so that's just a really incredible. Um, She's incredible. Uh, I'm I'm a big love of the the women. Maren Morris. I, I remember the first time I heard my church the songwriter uh, round, and she's she's got range from you know from uh, and that style of the record. It kind of goes a little bit everywhere. So it's um, I I like to see that um, no one's kind of staying within a box. You know what I'm saying? And really just being artists, being great artists. So. Um, I love those ladies. I love those ladies. I'm excited to see what's um, what's coming up. Carly Pierce is amazing, and uh, she's had a lot of recent um, exciting things happening. So I'm really thrilled for her. There's so many voices. Cam is wild. I mean, you know, I think about drinking with Dolly. With you know, imagine Dolly, Patsy, Loretta, and Tammy all sitting around a table. And uh, can you imagine that? Wouldn't that be something? That would be something. And, uh, so, so I think about you know, thirty, forty. Who who are who are women of who those women will be? You know, and uh, I love the women. I also love the men, but I love the women. One uh, one that I really like of late. Uh, I love Marin. Um, oh yeah. Really liking Brandy Clark. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah. Oh, she is. She is. She's such a clever writer too. My my gosh, she's uh, there's a song that she we were looking at of hers, but another artist had had grabbed it, and she's just she's just so talented, and uh, and I love her her laid back way. You know, she's just yeah. she's just you don't there is not another Brandy Clark, yeah. and I think that's what's really special about our genre too is that when a voice kind of surfaces and and and, and uh, their music does. It's so identifiable. Yeah. Like, you know it. And that and that's really important. Okay. Well, man, this has been wonderful. I can't wait for you to come oh. through town and <laughs> finally meet you. Um, and I think you're on the way up. I think you've, you've got a v- very bright future in country music. Keep working hard. It's going to pay off for okay. you. I know it is. Um, Thank you, Rick. So, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for coming on the Live One Thank Radio podcast. Thank you so much. And I will see you very soon. All right.